Welcome everyone to our final edition of NFL Study Hall this second week of January. It is Wild Card Week preview, and we're going to dive straight into our six matchups for the entire weekend, plus an additional game coming Monday night, the first ever Monday night football game in Super Bowl era in the playoffs. Let's go straight into Saturday at 4.30 p.m. on NBC is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Cincinnati Bengals, two teams that we really haven't mentioned their names in the playoffs in quite some time. And honestly, one of these teams will be making the divisional playoffs, divisional round of the playoffs, and we haven't seen either of these teams in the divisional round in even a longer time. So congratulations to both these squads going 10-7, and five spot for Raiders, four spot for Bengals. Bengals winning their division for, I believe, the first time in uh, since 2015, I believe, was the year. But both of these teams have come on extremely strong, especially by the end of the year. The Bengals, obviously, with their big win over the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 17 to clinch the division. Raiders having those four-game win streak at the end of the year as well. So I, I think both these squads are completely capable of going deep into these playoffs. They'll make it to the divisional round anyway. But the Bengals, I just think, have a better explosive offense. I talked about it yesterday when I was explaining their offense with Zach Taylor and Jamar Chase. But Joe Burrow, man, after going injured in year one, has come back to really qualify himself for a caliber uh, comeback player of the year. 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. He's just been doing it all. He has stayed healthy the entire year. His offensive line has done well. But the running back spot with Joe Mixon, who was also injured for most of last year, has come back strong with 1,200 yards and 13 touchdowns. And then we obviously all know about Jamar Chase and the records he's been breaking. The defense does scare me a little bit. It's not very it's not a very good matchup for the Bengals. They have the fifth best rushing defense, but they are below um bottom 10 when it comes to passing defense and that's what the uh, Las Vegas Raiders have done well all year. Derek Carr has been a stud at the quarterback position. A lot of people were putting him in the MVP conversation the first 5 weeks of the year. Over 4,800 yards, 23 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Hunter Renfro has been his main go-to target. Now, hopefully, Darren Waller will be healthy for this playoff matchup. And we all know what type of tight end Darren Waller could be. He has been injured most of this year. But when he is healthy, I believe he is a top, uh, at least top five tight end in the National Football League. According to ESPN's Football Power Index, they've got the Cincinnati Bengals favored 67.5% over the Raiders. I'm going to agree with them in this one. I bet against Burrow when they played the Chiefs. This game is in Cincinnati. It will be cold in northern Ohio or in southern Ohio. But, I mean, I still think this offense is capable. I think it's going to be a solid shootout. Teams are going to be scoring final score I've got for the Cincinnati Bagels winning in wildcard weekend 31 to 28 although I am not going to sleep on the Raiders I think this is one of the best matchups of the week even though it might not be two of the most popular teams in this playoff in these playoffs I think they are one of the, two of the most hot teams in the NFL and 
two of the most explosive offenses for sure. Let's move on to the Patriots versus the Bills. One of the more anticipated rivalries coming into these playoffs. The uh, Patriots going 10-7. and Buffalo Bills winning the division at 11-6. and is going to be in Buffalo Saturday night on CBS at 8-15. The last time these two guys matched up, the Buffalo Bills took over in New England. But before that, the New England Patriots played a game in Buffalo on Monday night football in the absolute freezing cold weather. It was a run matchup all the way. Mac Jones only threw it three times, and the New England Patriots were the ones who took advantage of that in their first matchup. It is a tough battle to call. Mac Jones has been playing outstanding for his rookie season. 3,800 yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Has really looked comfortable for most of the second half of the year for sure. But Josh Allen, we know what type of talent Josh Allen is. He was my pick for MVP at the start of the year. Struggled in the middle a little bit with his passing game. He's been rushing the ball absolutely phenomenally. 763 yards and six touchdowns on the year. Those uh, 763 yards is the most he's had in his career. So Josh Allen is perfectly capable of leading his team past the Patriots. My only problem is you are coaching against Bill Belichick in the playoffs. Last year, I bet against Tom Brady every almost every time and got burned. I don't see how I can't take New England in this one. Although Buffalo is the hotter hand, they are favored at 61.6%. In my opinion, New England just has the rushing attack in that weather to go against Buffalo. Although I got to say, Devin Singletary caught fire at the end of the year. Those two big touchdowns last week. He had 870 yards and seven touchdowns on the year. Roster-wise, this game completely favors Buffalo. But we have seen them in playoffs before. They went down the AFC Championship last year. But the New England Patriots just have the better track record. Now, the biggest concern for New England is obviously going to be the quarterback spot. Can Mac Jones come in clutch? I mean, we've seen what he's done in Alabama. He had no problems playing in a national championship. But the NFL playoffs in this weather is going to be 100% different from that environment he had in a domed stadium when he won that, or in Miami, Florida, when he won that national championship. Odds are in favor of Buffalo. The weather is in favor of Buffalo. The rush attack might be in favor of New England. Either way, I think I would kill myself if I didn't take New England and I and they would win on Saturday night. If Buffalo wins, let's okay, theoretically here, I'm gonna get to Kansas City winning later, but Buffalo would then play Kansas City, which would be an amazing matchup instead of New England more than likely playing the new the Tennessee Titans and the Chiefs would have to go against the Cincinnati Bengals or Las Vegas Raiders, I think the Buffalo Bills-Kansas City matchup would be more entertaining to watch. But either way, I can't get myself to go against Bill Belichick in crunch time in the playoffs with this type of roster that he has. Give me the Patriots in a tight battle in the cold Northeastern, 25-24. to To the Sunday slate, first game's going to come at 1 o'clock on Fox It's the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles have had an up-and-down year, but these guys have grinded all year long. You look at the matchups they've had all year. 
coming in strong at the end with a four-game win streak between weeks 13 through 17 against mostly division players. You sweep the Washington football team. You beat the Saints. You beat the Denver Broncos. I mean, it's honestly been an easy season for the Philadelphia Eagles, but they have shown that they can put up numbers. They have a 44-6 victory over the Detroit Lions. They've shown their defense is capable of hanging with teams. And I compare this matchup a lot to what the Tampa Buccaneers had with the Washington football team last year. A scrappy football team that played good defense and solid offense. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers struggled and were able to pull out a win over Washington last year. But this, this roster from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers without Leonard Fournette, without Chris Godwin, without Antonio Brown is still absolutely phenomenal. You look at those last few games for Mike Evans in particular after Chris Godwin went down, 47 yards and a touchdown against the New York Jets, and then his last game with 89 yards and two touchdowns against Carolina Panthers. He had 14 touchdowns on the year, second in the NFL. He has been the go-to target for for Tom Brady ever since he really ever since Tom Brady really got that got there and before that with Jameis Winston. I mean, Antonio Brown can brag about how he's the best receiver in Tampa Bay. He's not. I would take Mike Evans over Antonio Brown in a heartbeat. He's 6'5", 230. He's got the physical advantage. He's also got the speed. He has been the deep ball threat of the NFL for the last roughly six or seven years. It's been amazing to watch, and I'm going to easily take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to take down the Philadelphia Eagles Sunday afternoon. They've got the 74%, 77.4% favor, and I think it's going to be a blowout. 32-18 to in Tampa. Brady moving on to face whoever is the middle seed in the NFC. And it could very well be the Dallas Cowboys as they take on the San Francisco 49ers Saturday evening at 4.30 p.m. Dallas does have the 63.9% point favor this a lot of people have been making this the most anticipated matchup of the week for a few reasons one it's got an amazing rivalry 49ers and Cowboys each have five Super Bowls going way back to the 80s and 90s and also these two teams match up very well against each other you look at the defense that San Francisco has one of the strongest if not the strongest in the NFC against Dallas, who has one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL, let alone the NFC. Dak Prescott, my pick for comeback player of the year, has done incredibly well. But Jimmy Garoppolo has played solid. You look at the running backs, Ezekiel Elliott has had a solid season, but he struggled late, and Elijah Mitchell has come on strong late. At the wide receiver position, Debo Samuel is the man of everything. He can do it all. He's running. He had the most rushing touchdowns for a wide receiver this year. He's also had 1,400 yards receptions. Stevie Lamb, Amari Cooper, uh, Michael Gallup will be out, but Dan Schultz at the tight end position has become what seems to be a top 10 tight end in the NFL. It is amazing to look at how uh, Micah Parsons, Trevon Diggs on the Dallas defense, Nick Bosa on the San Francisco defense. I mean, it's been absolutely spectacular to listen to people talk about this matchup. It is the most historic matchup. It's going to be the biggest battle, I think. Like, when you talk about 
physical matchups, I think, of Dallas-San Francisco. This is going to be a tough battle. Who can grind down and be the strongest man in this fight? It doesn't even seem like a game. This is going to be a bloody battle between Dallas and San Francisco. I'm going to take Dallas in this game, sadly. Their offense has absolutely shocked me late in this year. I mean, you look at the game against the Washington football team where they put up 50 points. They just put up 51 points against the Philadelphia Eagles, although it was backups. You just look at how Dak Prescott is handling himself. He's safer with the ball. He's making better plays. Although he is bound to lose it a few times, he has not done it as much this year, leading the Dallas Cowboys to a 12-5 and season. There is just more safer odds in favor of Dallas and Dak Prescott over a Jimmy Garoppolo-led San Francisco 49ers. While I think the Niners have a better defense, I think Dallas has the more firepower of an offense, especially Dan Schultz, man. I mean, can we just talk about this man for a second and what he has done late in this year? He was tied for the most touchdowns on the team with eight and was third most in yards with 808 He has just been added as a new weapon for Dak Prescott to throw you, and I think that puts more firepower in the Dallas offense. I will take the Cowboys over the 49ers at home in AT&T Stadium, 30-27, the most anticipated game, and I believe will be the best game to watch wildcard weekend. Final matchup on Sunday, Sunday night, NBC, 8-15, Kansas City Chiefs, Pittsburgh Steelers, This one was a hard game to watch earlier in the season. About three weeks ago, it was KC all the way over the Pittsburgh Steelers in Kansas City. 34-10. Absolute blowout from start to finish. No questions asked. And although Big Ben Roethlisberger, he's had an up and down year. And he's had an emotional finish. But the road stops here. And I think everybody knows it. The Chiefs are favored 75.9%. Najee Harris has had a decent year with 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns. And um, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense with T.J. Watt tying the sack record. I mean, it's just been an emotional year and a solid year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But you look at the facts. KC's 12-5. Patrick Mahomes, 4,800 yards, 37 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Tyreek Hill, 1,239 yards, nine touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, coming in strong late with four touchdowns in his last three games. It's been absolutely spectacular to watch this Chiefs offense second half of the year after really blowing it early in the season with three quick losses. Now they have come on strong, and they are a lot of people consider this the team to beat in the AFC. I don't know if I would go that far yet. I think there is plenty of talent in the AFC to take down the Kansas City Chiefs, but it will not be the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it will not be week one. Give them the Chiefs in another blowout. I'm going to give it the exact same score as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of the Philadelphia Eagles. These two matchups have a lot of things in common. 32-18, to 18, give me the Chiefs to roll into the divisional round of the playoffs. Our final matchup is in Los Angeles, the home of the Super Bowl this year and the home to the Los Angeles Rams, who will be hosting their division rival, Arizona Cardinals, 5th seed, 4th seed, 11-6, 12-5. These two teams split the matchup this year. Arizona Cardinals early in the year, around week 12, it was the Los Angeles Rams. These teams have definitely had their up and down years. Cardinals going out to that amazing 7-0 lead 
and then losing six of their next 10. Although they have come on strong late, beating the Dallas Cowboys. The Los Angeles Rams have also had an up and down year. You take down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but you lose some easy games as well. Matthew Stafford, 41 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. A lot of those coming in late, five in his last two games of the year. And I don't exactly know what to make of either of these teams. I don't exactly know who to trust. You're looking at Matthew Stafford, who's only played in one playoff game ever, has not, and it didn't win it. And then Kyler Murray, who has never played in the playoff game, but he's played in college football playoff championships and Big 12 championships. At the running back spot, they're pretty even to me. You got Sony Michelle and James Conner. James Conner with 15 touchdowns has absolutely destroyed that area of the field, tied for second in rushing touchdowns this year. And then at the wide receiver position, we obviously have talked about the Triple Crown champion, Cooper Cup. And then on the Arizona Cardinals side, DeAndre Hopkins out for the rest of the year, will not play in this game. It's mainly been Christian Kirk. Zach Ertz really hasn't done a lot as well. Nevertheless, the Arizona Cardinals, in my opinion, are going to come in clutch in this game. I have not trusted, I'm not going to trust Matthew Stafford, although I like Sean McVay as the head coach, and I like Aaron Donald on the defensive side. I like Jalen Ramsey. I like Von Miller. The defense is definitely favorable with the Los Angeles Rams. Clutch factor for me is going to come from Kyler Murray and James Conner over Matthew Stafford and Sony Michelle. I, you can throw out all the numbers. You can throw out all the favors favorites. I mean, right now it's Rams 58.1. But I think at the end of the day, more interceptions will come from Matthew Stafford. Buda Baker might have a nice game in this one. Chris, uh, Chris Jones might have a solid game against that offensive line. This is more of a gut feeling than anything, guys. I have been, I was super high on the Rams in the offseason. I had this team going 14-2, and two, taking the number two seed, rolling into the NFC Championship. But by the end of this year, the Rams did not look as dominant as they were earlier in the year. They had some injuries, but now they're fully healthy. Odell Beckham Jr. has had an outstanding second half of his season. But at the end of the day, I think the Arizona Cardinals are primed to finally make it past this wild card spot, get into that divisional round, challenge the Green Bay Packers like they did earlier in the year, and I think they will pull out this victory. It's going to be an ugly fought game, but 24-20 to is my final score for the final game, Monday Night Football in Los Angeles for the Arizona Cardinals. So with my predictions, I've got Cincy over Las Vegas. I've got Buff. Uh, I've got uh, New England over Buffalo, Tampa Bay over Philadelphia, Dallas over San Francisco, Kansas City over Pittsburgh, and I've got the Cardinals over the Rams. Next week's divisional matchup in the AFC would be the Tennessee Titans versus the New England Patriots, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Cincinnati Bengals. On top of that, on the NFC, I would have the Green Bay Packers facing the Arizona Cardinals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers facing the Dallas Cowboys. Two rematches that we saw go down close and ugly earlier in the year coming back in the divisional round. That NFC is going to be wild. AFC also going to be wild. Hopefully we can do well. I also forgot last week, I believe, to reveal how I did earlier in the season in picks. I might have, I might not have. I'm going to recap it right here. I went 63.2% in picks this year, beating the overall goal of 60% after last year's tragic 
59%. It's been an absolutely amazing season for picks. Now, hopefully, we can bump that back up to 64% with these wildcard and divisional and championship and Super Bowl picks. Very, very poor I did in playoffs last year. Hoping to bounce back in wildcard weekend. Guys, enjoy an amazing weekend of football. We will catch you next week for wildcard weekend recap. Catch you all then. Peace out.